Welcome into a crossover episode of Locked On Phillies and Locked On Braves. And man, what a series do we have ahead of us. I think, for my money, this is going to be the best series of the entire postseason. Take the World Series, take the Championship Series in both leagues, throw them out. Everyone's been waiting for Phillies Braves for about two months now since the Phillies got hot. And it's just, this is a heavyweight matchup, a rematch of last year. And Jake, this is like, I don't know if you guys have been looking forward to this as much as we have here in Philadelphia, but it's an awesome chance for the Braves to bounce back and prove that they can get over what happened last year. It's a great chance for the Phillies to show that last year wasn't a fluke. There's so many awesome storylines. First of all, what did you think about just the wild card round in general and what you saw from the Philadelphia Phillies? Yeah, I mean, we talked about before we got on. I mean, they were all pretty quick. And, I mean, obviously for the Phillies-Marlins game, they are both pretty decisive, um, you know, and I think that was kind of to be expected. Not many people picked the Marlins in that one anyway, but the way the Phillies just went out and did it and the home crowd there, which is obviously, you know, a big part of that and why I'm glad the Braves have that home field advantage uh, for those first two games is going to be big. But, yeah, this is, as you said, I think it's something – you know, since the Braves and Phillies, you know, first met when the Braves clinched there in Philly, ever since that, you know, Phillies got hot and we all thought this is probably what it's going to be. And we've known that for a long time now. And it's all going to come down to this. Doesn't matter what happened in the regular season. Doesn't really matter what happened last year, even though hopefully it doesn't play into the minds of any. I'm sure it is Braves fans, but certainly not Braves players. But right. you are right. It is an opportunity for Braves fans to get that bad taste out of their mouth from what happened last season where the Braves just fell apart. Phillies were hot, you know, give them all the credit in the world. And uh, we're hoping they can cool down for once this time. Yeah. And speaking of giving credit, man, if I had a dollar for every time I mentioned on Locked On Phillies, like how good the Braves are, how this offense is not just a great one this year, one of the historically great offenses in baseball history. Like it's crazy. So uh, there's very much respect for the Braves and the quality roster that you guys have down there. Uh, it's going to be a heck of a series. And I've already seen, it's funny, I've already seen comments. I posted my episode uh, for reviewing the final game of Phillies Marlins. I already got comments like, oh, yeah, they look good, but it was just the Marlins and this, that. So, I mean, Phillies fans have had this circled on the calendar since before the playoffs started. Uh, I guess the biggest thing to get into to start is last year we know how the series played out. Uh, it was a tight series. It was well contested. Now, the scores don't show tight because once the Phillies started hitting home runs, uh, they kind of – ran it up a little bit but the early innings of all of those games were high pressure high stress you could tell they were two very quality teams what's changed from the Braves perspective from last year like what's different about this team that makes you feel confident that last year is not going to happen again um, I, hopefully a little bit healthier, especially in the starting rotation, although they're already without Charlie Morton and Max Freed's, mm -hmm. you know, dealing with a finger issue. But, you know, the excuse for the Braves last year, and it's an excuse, and I still think it's a legitimate one, is, you know, Strider wasn't fully healthy. You saw those first two innings. He was regular Spencer Strider. And then I go back to, I think it was the start at bat where he fouled off like 20 pitches, yeah. really wore him down. And then obviously Hoskins got the 94 down the middle and didn't miss it. The beam that all Braves fans have been having to catch from Phillies fans for an entire year now, but you know, that's just what it was. And I think if you're, you're looking for what's different this year than last year, it's hopefully the Braves offense is, you know, can do what they replicate, replicate what they did in the, in the regular season. Like you said, one of the best offenses we've ever seen, not just for a Braves team in the history of baseball. And if they can replicate that in the postseason, one through nine, just so dangerous, 317 home runs this year. I mean, just one through nine can take you deep. That's what the Braves are hoping you're going to carry them into this postseason. But right. they're going to win. They got to get better starting pitching. They have to have, they have to have, there's no excuses this year for Spencer Strider. 
He's got he's healthy. He's got to be on. He's likely going to get game one. He's dominated the Phillies in the regular season, but we know what happened last postseason. So he's got to get past that. Can't get annoyed at all the foul balls that that, he, that the Phillies are going to get off of him. Just keep pitching. But I, I said this before the season started, even. I said if the Rays are going to win a World Series this year, they have to get Max Reed at the top of his game and Spencer Strider at the top of his game. And I think if the Braves are going to win this series this time around, it's going to be because those two guys are pitching like they're capable, which is Cy Young type of, of starters. Yeah. Now, Jake, you do a great job on Locked on Braves. Love the stuff you put out. And I know you guys are zoned in on your team day in and day out. For the Phillies, uh, this is a very familiar matchup. I'm sure a lot of Braves fans have had their eye on Philadelphia all year long, knowing that this is a quality team you could run into in October. I think the big thing that's changed for the Phillies, you're seeing a very similar rotation. You're seeing a slightly improved bullpen, but I think last year's bullpen was really, really good in October. Uh, The biggest thing is Trey Turner. Honestly, you look at number seven and you say he wasn't great to start the year, but he had multi-hit games in each of the wild card rounds. He's a guy who's been in big spots before, and that's the big difference in the lineup. You're not going to see many new faces outside of Turner, but he's a guy that can make a difference. So if there's something that the Phillies have added, it's Turner. If it's something they've lost, it's Reese Hoskins, who, of course, everyone remembers the bat spike, and he had an outstanding postseason last year and tore his ACL in spring training. So he's not available until maybe the World Series. So it, the question is for the Phillies, are you better with the trade-off of Turner for Hoskins? And quality of player, you might say yes, but Hoskins and what he did in the postseason last year, that's going to be hard to make up for. So that's the biggest difference, I think, in this Phillies roster when you look at the series coming up this year. Yeah, and Trey Turner is a guy Braves are very familiar with, obviously, uh, from his time he spent in the NL East, and he's somebody that's always killed the Braves. And I know he got off to a slow start, but as Phillies fans know, uh, you know, incredible second half. So if there are two players for the Phillies that scare me the most in this series, it's Bryce Harper. I mean, he is the key. Uh, you cannot let him beat you. And then it's Trey Turner as well, just because he's destroyed the Braves in the past. He's somebody, he gets on base, he's going to steal second. He just, he has that type of, of game-changing speed. So those are two guys from the, the Phillies lineup that I think scare me the most as, you know, a Braves fan and somebody who follows the Braves and, and watches the Phillies. It's those two guys. I know Schwarber can get you. You got to throw him strikes. You got to throw him quality strikes. You know, feel pretty confident getting a lot of the other guys in the lineup out all really good. And this is why, you know, I think it's a great matchup. And I think this is, if you ask Braves fans, honestly, who are, who scares you the most or who are you afraid of the most in the postseason? It would be the Phillies because they have a lineup that can hit with the Braves. And they have two guys at the top of their rotation and Wheeler and Nola that can match up with Strider and with Freed. So, you know, this is a very even matchup. It's, as you said, a very highly anticipated matchup. And it's one that I think is going to be a lot of fun. And hopefully the home field advantage this time really plays out for the Braves because I think the key, when you when you have this buy like the Braves do, and I think we're still trying to figure out how to you know, how to work it and how do you go with these five days off? How do you try to stay, you know, your timing? The Braves have changed things up this year to try to get their hitters, you know, staying on time, doing these live sim Yeah, sim you guys have been playing fans. games, so, right? Yeah, they're, they're trying to because obviously what they did last year didn't work. Mm-hmm. So they, they've tried things a little bit differently this year, try to keep the hitters on time. But you got to win that first game. And this, I think, is just the key of everything. You know, you win that first game. That's the game where you're supposed to have a huge advantage. You're facing the team's number three while you're starting your number one. You got to win that game. You don't win that game 
whoever, you know, the top seed is getting that by, you're in huge trouble because then you're coming back and you're facing Wheeler the next day. And because of all the off days, you can see Wheeler twice in this series. Now the Braves can use Freed and Strider tw uh, twice in this series if they need to, and that's a big benefit to them. But, for you know, you look at the huge benefit other than skipping the wild card series, you really have to win that game one at home. You lose you know, one of those games even, and you go into Philadelphia, and Braves don't even know who's going to start game three. You really start getting worried. Yeah, and the other thing that's kind of interesting to me, I, I want to know what the mindset is, and not just about the Phillies, but about the Braves' run in general. Last year was kind of a uh, – you had the Mets, who are another 100-game winner, and you guys were chasing them down to the very end. You end up winning the NL East, and you go and you're like, okay, cool. We made up a lot of ground. We won the division. We won 100 games. Expectations are high. But from the outside perspective, from what I'm seeing, I got to imagine expectations are even higher this year, considering you've had the division wrapped up since, what, June? And you're a 104 winning team, like 104 game winning team, I should say. Best team in baseball, hands down for my money. Like, do the expectations feel higher this year than they were last year? I think if you ask many Braves fans, last year's team and this year's team, is way better than the team that won the World Series in 2021. It's just you get in October, you get hot, things happen, and that's exactly what happened in 21. But, I mean, if you were to ask me, you know, which of these three teams was the better team, I'd say this one is the best. And I'd say last year's was even way better than 2021's version. But, again, it's all about getting hot at the right time. But expectations are there. I mean, it's World Series or bust. I see it in my comments that as great as this regular season was, you know, one like we've never seen and may never see again, especially from the offensive side of things. Everybody's saying you don't win the World Series. It doesn't mean anything. And I'm not necessarily in that type of mind frame because we know what October can be. But expectations are certainly World Series or bust for Braves fans right now. That's just where they are. I mean, you've won six straight division titles. It's no longer good enough just to win the division and get to the postseason. Fans want to see World Series championships. So that's certainly what the Braves are going for. And they got the lineup to do it, obviously. But, you know, again, it's a five-game series. I'd feel much better, honestly, if it were a seven-game series. Anything yeah. can kind of happen in five games. But uh, certainly, you know, this is the team for the Braves that has everything they need to do to win it. They just got to get it done on the field. Yeah, we're going to talk about that coming up and get to a little bit of the defense conversation and everything there. Some concerns for the series. First, I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors here, Ibotta, right? It's football season. I know we're focused on baseball, but of course, you got football going on, and this is a big Eagles town up here in Philly. That means pizza, wings, a whole bunch of stuff you're buying, and whatever you prefer at your tailgate, you can go all out and get cash back on every purchase with Ibotta. Okay, it's awesome. With the weather cooling down, you're going to want to go ahead and make sure you're saving that money so you can have it ready when summer rolls back around. And it's a great time to save and get cash back on all the groceries and stuff you need. There could be hundreds of grocery items that you purchase, and Ibotta can help you get cash back on all of them. From produce to personal care to pantry goods, you can do all that. Make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. Either link your loyalty account for your grocery store of choice, or you can upload your receipt after you shop and get your cash back. It's super easy. The average Ibotta user earns $100 per year. And that's $100 you're earning while buying stuff. You're not working for that at all. It's a great way to do it. So go ahead and check out Abata. Other apps give you points that don't amount to much. No, Abata is going to give you real cash back that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, gift cards, all that stuff, and use 
however you want. You can earn cash back on a bunch of different stores. Lowe's, I was there over today getting some stuff, some hardware stuff, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, all kinds of good stuff. So download the Abata app now and use code MLB to start earning real cash back. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Abata app and use code MLB. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code MLB. Now, Jake, I'm glad you brought up defense because I was reading up a little bit on the Braves, and I didn't really notice this in the games we played against you guys this year, but the defense seems to be a question for some people around that organization. And how much of a concern do you see that being going into this series? Is the defense at a point where it could be the Achilles heel of a really talented offensive team? It's certainly, you know, in a team that's, look, as good as the Braves are, they you know have a great offense. When healthy, they have a great pitching staff. And I think the bullpen's a little underrated as well. Mm-hmm. But when you're looking at weaknesses and something that could trip up this Braves team, you know, two of the things that I've talked about a lot are defense and walks. Pitching staff can struggle with walks a little bit. And, you know, walks can mean everything in a postseason game. But defense as well, and it's only at particular places. First base, Matt Olson's. Hasn't been a very good defender. Ozzie Albies with the shift going away, he has really taken a big hit defensive this year. He's also had some shoulder issues uh, that have kind of held him back as well. And left field, obviously, you know, Eddie Rosario out, th- out there, not the best defender in the world. They're solid at catcher, especially when Sean Murphy's back there. They're solid at shortstop with Arcia. He's not going to make the, the great plays, but he's going to make the plays that he should. And you'll take that. And then obviously they're great in center field with Michael Harris. And Acuna doesn't get the best defensive ratings because he doesn't get great jumps, but his speed typically makes up for yeah. that. And he has the best arm in all of baseball. So, and, and I think Riley's an underrated defender at third base. So there are some, some issues defensively for the Braves. It's certainly not a great defensive team. But it really comes down to a couple of positions. First base, second base, and left field, for me, are the spots where the Braves really have some issues defensively or some weaknesses, rather. And as long as the Braves can make sure that they don't hit the ball to those positions, I think they'll be fine. But, yeah, when you're trying to you know, poke holes in a team that won 104 games, that's certainly one of the biggest issues for the Braves. And one of the weaknesses I have for them going into the postseason is their defense. You know, Outside of center field, there's just nobody on here that's you know, going to be a gold glove caliber caliber defender. So I know that's been an issue for the Phillies in the past. I think there's been some improvements there, but how do you feel about the Phillies defense better, worse than last year or about on, on par? I mean, you got to feel better because last year you had Reese Hoskins at first base, who was one of the worst defenders in all baseball. You had Kyle Schwarber in left field because Bryce Harper was holding down that DH spot. He was one of the worst defenders in all of baseball this year while he was out there. And you've improved at both those positions. Now Harper, has never played first base really uh, before this year at the professional level, but he came up as a catcher. He's a guy who's always had good reaction time and good hands and stuff like that. He's just a gamer. So I like him over at first and Schwarber is now in the designated hitter spot to give way to either Brandon Marsh or Christian Pache out in the outfield who are both plus defenders. So that's good. Uh, I, I mean, they're not a plus defensive team. And when you build a great offensive team, it's hard for them to also be a plus defensive team. Like you got to give up something somewhere. Uh, I think the biggest concern that Phillies fans have defensively, Trey Turner's made a lot of errors this year. And I think it's the dollar sign that's really making people worry about him because you pay this guy all this money and you give him this big contract and you say, okay, oh, you play shortstop. Cool. You're going to make every play ever. What I don't think the average fan really realizes about the shortstop position is you get so many difficult plays and you get so much usage in the infield from right-handed hitters that they're kind of going to make 
the most errors on your team unless you've got a gold glove guy there. So he just gets so many more opportunities. The numbers don't look great, but uh, I trust him in the postseason. And Alec Bohm's gotten better. JT Romito's insane behind the plate. The outfield defense with that Schwarber out there is great. They're a better defensive team, but they're still not a plus defensive team. So got to go ahead and keep an eye on that as well. I, I think the real key to this series is who's going to outslug who and whose starting pitching staff is going to be able to mitigate the power that the other team's lineup has. Because I'll tell you now, my biggest concern, I'm terrified of Matt Olson and Ronald Acuna. Like, they scare me. All, I'm seeing them in my nightmares up here, and I'm sure a lot of Phillies fans are too. Tell me real quick. I'm going to give you the opportunity before the series starts. Have they been cheating somehow? Are they like, <laughs> what are they doing that they're this good at baseball? You can't have a 40-70 season and then another guy that hits 50 bombs and then you've got everyone else in the lineup is hitting 20. It's insane what you guys have been doing offensively. Yeah, it, it is crazy. And look, you look at the numbers and you look at where they are in first place in a lot of these stats and where the second place team is. And I can understand yeah. how people want to see, are they cheating? How are they getting they're this not. done? Because it is it is truly incredible. For Acuna, it's just simply the fact that he's healthy. He clearly was not healthy last year. Coming off that ACL injury, I mean, it seemed like every other day he was out with you know something that was nagging him. He just wasn't himself, and, and all Brace fans knew that. And we knew coming back this year, he was likely going to get back to, to his old self. I didn't think it would be quite this much that he's done, uh, but it is just truly remarkable. And as for Matt Olson, I mean, if you'd have told me he was going to hit 40 plus home runs, you know, I don't think anybody would have thought that was crazy with all the power that he has and coming out of, of Oakland. And everybody thought he'd have a better second year in Atlanta. You know, last year he's trying to replace Freddie Freeman and everything that comes along with that. Everybody kind of knew this season would be the one where he gets more settled in. And I think we've seen some of that as well. And it's really just been his, his, you know, power to all fields. I mean, he's not just a, a pool happy slugger. We've seen him plenty of times just drop the barrel on the bat and shoot one out to left field. So he, he really is just, you know, made improvements. I mean, it's like Freddie Freeman's great and, and I'd be happy if the Braves had him, but the reason that they were okay going to Matt Olson is because he's still in his prime. I mean, he's in his you know late twenties. I mean, he is still somebody that they thought could get even better. And I think he certainly has. Now, did I expect 50 plus home runs? No, but he certainly has that kind of power. So those are the two guys. You're, you're absolutely right that if the Braves are going to win, you know, they need Strider. They need free to the top of the rotation. They need Acuna and Olsen to do what they've done all year long. And if there's one key guy in that mix that I would love to get going with them, it's Austin Riley. He's somebody sure. that, I mean, the guy had an 850 OPS this year. It's not like he's been bad, but he's somebody that's bad at third for this team all season long. And I still feel like there's more in the tank for him. And if he's some, he's somebody that when he gets hot, you know, he is somebody that can carry an offense. Uh, Marcelo Zuna has been absolutely on fire. I heard in his sim games, he's already hit like three home runs. So he is somebody that's on fire going in the postseason as well. I mean, again, this Braves offense is good enough. It can carry them to a World Series. Now, obviously, you get to the postseason, you're going to be seeing the best pitchers every night. So you can't expect them to hit, you know, three, four home runs a game like they did a lot during the season. But that is certainly, you know, two guys in Acuna and Olsen. Braves are going to do much. And those are the two guys, the only two guys really hitting the series last year as well. I mean, right. you know, Acuna and Olsen were the only ones hitting then. So, uh, you know, those are two guys certainly the Braves are leaning on. But, you know, for the Phillies, again, I think they have just, you know, I wouldn't say as good a lineup, but they have a lineup that can can mash with the Braves, certainly. But who are some guys in, in the Phillies lineup that they got to get going in order for them to win? Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing is the lefties. I really want to see a lot out of them because you saw a tough lefty starter in Jesus Lazardo in game one of the wild card series. And Braxton Garrett, he didn't throw deep into the game. Neither of them really did. But that's two tough lefty starters that 
Bryce Harper had trouble with, Kyle Schwarber had trouble with. Uh, I mean, I'd love to see those two power hitters get going now that they get the chance to see a rotation with a couple more righties in there and a bullpen from more righties. I mean, Miami was just so lefty heavy that I feel like the lefties were quiet outside of Bryson Stott with that nice grand slam, but that was off. Uh, uh, you got a righty out there to go ahead and get that. So, uh, I mean, I look at it and I say Harper's got to be the guy. And the other guy that I really want to see get going is Alec Bohm. I think when the Phillies have been at their best, he really adds a lot. And they've had him batting in the three hole in both wild card games. That might change when you see a righty on the mound. But he's a guy that's still a young player, but has really been elevated to an important part on this ball club. And if he can show off a little bit, he's not Austin Riley at third base. He's not. That's the guy that everyone wanted him to turn into his first couple years up. And he doesn't have the power. He's more of a gap-to-gap guy. But if he can put together some good at-bats, he's really a middle-of-the-lineup catalyst for this team. So those are the guys that really, I think, need to carry this team through. And Trey Turner's got to stay hot, but I think he will. Yeah, you mentioned all the lefties in this lineup, and that's one thing I think that makes Braves fans a little bit nervous as well. You got Max Fried, who's a lefty starter, obviously, but coming out of the bullpen, you got Brad Hand, who's you know an aging lefty. I don't know how much confidence you have in him, and then you got AJ Minter, and you know they have pretty good career numbers against Phillies lefties, but they don't have you know a ton of great you know dominant lefties coming out of the bullpen to kind of neutralize all those big lefties that the Bra- that the Phillies have so you're going to have to pick your spots when you're going to use those guys against the top of that order so i think that's going to be something key to watch in this series as well is you know how are they going to use you know hand and mentor where are they going to pick their spots you know if you got the top of the order coming up in the 7th do you go ahead and use mentor in that situation to face those lefties that, you know, I think that's something Brian Snicker is going to have to decide throughout a game. Uh, but certainly, you know, those lefties that the Phillies have, I think they're going to give the Braves a lot of challenges in this series. Yeah. Now I got a quiz for you coming up in a second, Jake, because I want to uh-huh. tell you about our friends over at FanDuel and you can snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel America's number one sports book right now. New customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. App's super easy to use. The interface is great. There's a bunch of different betting options. You can bet spreads, player props, over-unders, and you can bet series victories in Major League Baseball. And I was looking at the odds today because I was very interested in this. Do you know, so the Phillies-Braves series, the Braves are the second most favored team to advance out of the NLDS. So they have the second best odds of any team to win their first series, but the second series in the playoffs for uh, the bracket standing. Do you have a guess as to the series that is the most favorable? Oh, I don't. Would it be the Astros? Actually, it's the Dodgers. The Dodgers are minus 200 over the Arizona Diamondbacks. And then the Braves are the next highest favorite team. So betters still feeling very confident in the Braves. That means you get good money on the Phillies if you're willing to wager that they're going to repeat. Or you can go ahead and take that if you're an Atlanta fan and say, man, I feel very good about the Braves by what Vegas is telling me. Go ahead and play some wagers with our friends over at FanDuel again. You can go ahead, new customers, you get $200 in bonus bets, even if that first bet's wrong, when you place a $5 bet. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on, kick off the NFL season, keep the MLB postseason going. It's a great time to check them out. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Now, of course, we got to wrap up with some predictions for the series. So uh, I guess the first thing I want to get into is, if the Braves are to win the series, we'll, we'll get your actual prediction on what the numbers are and everything, the amount of games, who wins it. 
Uh, I have a feeling we're both going uh, different ways on that one. But if the Braves are going to win the series, the most valuable player in the NLDS is going to be who? I think it's got to be Ronald. I mean, you look at the guy that I think is going to win the NL MVP. He's somebody you're going to have to lean on in the postseason to be that catalyst at the top of the order because I think the Braves are going to win this series, and if they're going to make a run, I think it's going to be because of their offense. And if it's because of their offense, then it's because of Ronald Acuna Jr., the best player in baseball right now. So that's kind of an easy pick, but it's certainly, you know, I think, a guy that you're leaning on, somebody that has good numbers against Phillies pitchers. He has good numbers against pretty much everybody. So that's no slight towards Phillies pitchers. He just kind of has dominated here uh, right. lately. But if, if the Braves are going to win, I think, again, it's going to come from their offense and it's going to come from Ronald Acuna Jr. Now, if this thing goes five games and Strider gets two starts and he dominates two starts and wins both of them, I could see him winning it as well. But I just think Acuna, what he does at the top of the order, again, that's kind of an easy pick. You want to give me, you want me to give you some sort of a, a sleeper pick? Yeah, uh, sure. You know, I, I could say somebody like, Maybe an Eddie Rosario, and there's no there's no reason for that other than what he did in the 2021 postseason. Braves fans are still hanging on to that, where he was just unstoppable. And you know he is that left-handed bat. You know you're going to face Walker, you're going to face Nolo Wheeler, all from the right side. Could give him an opportunity to certainly he's going to get some starts, and hopefully he can have a big game as well, but or a big series. But uh, you know I think if, again it all starts and stops at the top with Ronald Acuna Jr. and the Braves' success is going to be very dependent on him. So you the same question. If the Phillies win, who's going to be their MVP? I feel like everyone's waiting for me to say Bryce Harper. And it's not going to be Bryce Harper because what teams have done and what teams are going to do this postseason, like if you saw the monster postseason you had last year and you pitched to this guy, you're crazy. Like there are going to be times where he's going to see hittable pitches. And there's going to be times where he has big swings for the Phillies. But I think if you're the Braves and you trust the rotation, you trust your offense, you're going to try and work around Bryce Harper all that you can. So uh, the guy that I'm looking at is the new guy, Trey Turner. He's really not a guy you get a chance to work around because of his speed on the base pass and where he bats in the lineup. You can't put him on in the two hole and have a situation where you have Harper and Bohm and Romito and these guys coming up, Castellanos. I think Turner's the table setter. I think he's going to have a real big series. He's stolen 32 straight bases this year without getting thrown out. He's never been thrown out stealing in a Phillies uniform. So uh, I think he's a guy that's a more versatile overall player than Harper and that he does a lot with his wheels too. I'm going to go with Turner only because I think teams would be smart to, and the Braves would be smart to try and stay away from Harper as much as possible. Yeah. And that's kind of what I said earlier. He's the one guy I look at in that lineup. I say, you can't let him beat you. So I wouldn't be surprised they pitch around him as well. And like I said, Turner, he historically has crushed the Braves. So I think that's a, a great pick for you right there. I want to ask you though, if the Braves win this series, and I know that's probably not where you're going, yeah. who, who is the one person you think would win the MVP? Who's the person I guess scares you the most outside of Ronald Cunha Jr.? I'm honest. Like I'm much more scared of Matt Olson. I, yeah. I don't know why, but I just see him as a guy that Ronald Acuna Jr. is always good. It's almost not worth it to worry about him because whether you worry about him or not, he's going to be as good as he's going to be. Like he's a monster. But Olson feels like he just has that clutch gene, especially against the Phillies. Every time he sees it, I think back to that doubleheader they played where he had like three home runs in one day. Like he's done really well at Citizens Bank Park. He's a pure power hitter. Like Acuna's got pop. Olsen is a power hitter. And he's a guy that I look at who can impact the series with one swing in big moments. Uh, I'm more worried about Olsen only because Acuna, if I was worried about him, it wouldn't make a difference. He's still just unstoppable. So that's my guy that I'm looking at that could be the number one. How about you for the Phils? 
Yeah, no, I think I'm right there with you with Trey Turner. Like I said, he's somebody that, that has killed the Braves in the past. And I think if you are going to pitch around uh, Bryce Harper, you're going to have to get Trey Turner out. Um, Kyle Schwarber's another one. Again, I know he's hitting under 200, but he's just somebody you make a mistake. Next thing, it's a two, three run homer into those those seats out there. Uh, not over, into the seats, over the top house. <laughs> yeah. So uh, again, he is just, you know, he's somebody that just scares you because he can just change a game with one swing. But both lineups have those guys up and down that can change uh, a game very quickly. So it's going to be very fun series so uh, i'll go ahead and give you my picks here as we get towards the end i'm clearly i hate picking games i hate making predictions because i'm very much yeah. afraid of the the jinx but Me i gotta too. go braves obviously locked on braves here i'll, I'll say four games but I'll, if they do not win those first two games in atlanta which is going to be very difficult as, as i said earlier you got to win that first game i'm assuming it's going to be taiwan walker uh, i think it actually might be that. ranger suarez but okay that's who and, i would and, we don't and know the braves yet. have crushed lefties so yeah. i feel pretty good about that that matchup as well but either way you got strider on the mound you got to win that game one if they do mm -hmm. that you got the day off, and it's probably going to be Wheeler versus Freed. It's a good pitching matchup. I don't know how healthy you know Freed's going to be with his finger and how much feel he's going to have. He had to pitch in the sim game with a Band-Aid on his finger. But you got to win those first two games at home because I don't know what the Braves are going to do in game three. Nobody knows who's starting that game for them. And you know the Phillies are probably going to have Aaron Nola, who just looked fantastic in game two of that wild card series. So that's the game that scares me the most. And then after that, you got Strider again, and you got Freed if you need him. So it all comes out of those first two games. You got to win those two at home. And I think if you're the Phillies, you split that, you feel really good about your chances. Yeah, this is the best thing about this series, right? Because the fan base is, as much as we won't admit it, we're very, very in a similar spot when it comes to our focus on these teams. We both want to act like, oh, okay, well, Phillies, oh, we beat you last year. We're going to beat you again. And Braves fans are like, yeah, you might have beat us last year. We're still the way better team than you. You're not going to do it twice. And then in the back of all of our minds, if we're being honest ourselves, I'm terrified of the Braves, and I'm sure there's Braves fans out there who are terrified of the Phillies. So it's a fun dynamic where it's a mutual respect for – how big this series is. I'm going to go Phillies as well. I have to. I'm going to go Phillies in four because I do not see them winning a fifth game down there in Atlanta. If this series goes five, I don't know how you're going to go down to Truist and play a team that won 104 games this year and has this much on the line. Like that'll be such a tough game, especially if it's Strider again. So I'm going to have to go Phillies in four. The key is you got to take one of the two in Atlanta and then you got to come back and take both of them here in Philadelphia it's going to be an awesome series. This is my most anticipated series of the postseason in general. It's not just because I'm a Phillies fan. It's This is the highest quality series you're going to see probably throughout the whole thing. I'm so excited, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. As much as I, the Braves annoy me as an organization and how good Alex Anthopoulos is and the roster you guys have put together, there is a mutual respect there for the quality team. And I'm just so excited for what we're going to see. It's been fun. Yeah. Man. Yeah, this is definitely one of those where I wish I could take off my fandom and just enjoy it as a baseball fan because right. I think it is going to be that much fun. You got so much, you know, superstar talent on both of these teams that are just such so great for baseball. I wish I could just sit back and enjoy it, but I'm probably not. I'm going to be sitting on the edge of my seat sweating out all of these games, but uh, it is going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. Hopefully the Braves can get a little bit, little bit of revenge, but uh, certainly should be a fun series. So thanks so much for doing this, Connor. Yeah, of course. And take a second real quick, Jake, and plug all your work over at Locked on Braves. Tell the folks where to find you so that we can see the reaction videos when the Phillies end up winning at four. Yeah, you can come check us out over, obviously, at Locked on Braves. You can follow me on social media at Shortstop Ball, and you can check out my written work on the Braves over at bravestoday.com.
Yeah, it's great work. And you can go ahead and listen to me on Locked on Phillies. You can go ahead and check me out at Connor Thomas 975 on Twitter. Post a bunch of stuff from my radio and TV work over there, too. So you're going to be hearing a lot from the both of us over what should be the most anticipated series of the postseason. And I think it's going to live up to the heavyweight billing. Jake, best of luck to you. I can't wish it to the team, but I'll wish it to you. And uh, we'll do this again and talk about it as the uh, series progresses. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Al. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias, DC Lundberg, Ryan Finkelstein, Taylor Blake Ward, host of Locked On Yankees, Locked On Mariners, Locked On Mets, Locked On Angels, and you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 